International Podcast Day is September 30th, and you can help spread the word. You may be asking, what can I do to get involved? It's pretty simple. Head over to internationalpodcastday.com and check the suggestions. Then use hashtag International Podcast Day to join the conversation. You can reach out and connect with other podcasters, listeners, and your favorite podcast hosts. Remember September 30th, International Podcast Day, a day-long celebration of the power of podcasts. Hey, what's going on, guys? How you guys doing? Not much. He was telling me about his badass uh, Twitch emote. He's got uh, Archer dressed up as Donatello. Oh, my God. I actually see it. Hold on. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. I fucking love it. Oh, man. It's fucking awesome. I think me and, me and uh, Grab GB. Hey, I'm going to go with GB here. Um, <laughs> I... We we bonded over. We want an like a Telltale style Archer game. Oh, I need oh that seriously. I think, I I need think we that. discussed that on Twitter at one point. Yes, we did. <laughs> Hello oh, and welcome man. to next. Go. Is it you good? Yeah, I'm great, dude. <laughs> I'm fantastic. Hello and welcome to Next to Nothing, the show where we talk about how to waste your time and not your money in gaming. I am your host, Danny K. With me, as always, my wonderful, beautiful co-host. Renditions. How you doing? Hi. That's me. I'm great. I'm on vacation. I'm fantastic. I'm so good. Dude, <laughs> guys, you can see it in Ren's eyes. There's joy. That's pure like, joy. There's a, there's a spark of joy. <laughs> <laughs> and joining us this week, another podcaster who does a show called Grab Life by the Controller. How you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. Yes. Yeah, well, of course. So, Thanks for being on, dude. Oh, some I guess let me get this real quick. So you, the show is called Grab Life by the Controller, but what do you prefer us refer to you as during the show? Uh, if you want to call me Donnie, Don, okay, that's fine. right on. Yeah, I, I go by Donnie Archer. That's my that's my uh, radio name. I guess you could call it. Oh, gotcha. So uh, Donnie, for those who uh, may not have listened to your show just yet, tell them all about your show. Uh, my show is basically about the games that I played growing up, and if they're not a game that I've played uh, growing up, then it's a game that my guests have played growing up, and we just share memories. Uh, we share the retro love, uh, although it's not just a retro podcast, it's about gaming in general, but we start with our roots. Mm -hmm. Cool, and uh, where can everyone find uh, the show? You can find it, uh, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere pretty much except for, uh, what the hell is it called? iHeartRadio? I, I don't mm. know how to get there, so. Now, I'll just will say, you don't want to be on iHeart. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have, I have no, I have, I have no reason to say that other than they're like my main competition in professional <laughs> life but <laughs> oh man and then their their subdivision premiere is not a pain in my ass at all <laughs> well see in here where i'm from the only ads that we hear on the radio is for iHeartRadio. everything here major is owned yeah. by iHeartRadio. so it's what it's what people listen to yeah yeah i'm i'm just making making jokes i'm throwing shade <laughs> 
uh, oh no, I, I get it completely. I, <laughs> oh, I mean, anything where uh, like Taylor Swift does promos for it, I'm I'm not down. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I want listeners. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe Danny's just throwing shade because we were fighting back on the whole turtles being overrated thing earlier. That That's might be it. it. <laughs> I'm just I'm just filled with rage now. <laughs> oh man. So, we have some things to talk about. We're not yeah. just going to be uh, bullshitting this entire uh podcast. <laughs> Although I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure uh we might be better off doing that. Um I've played a new game mm-hmm. uh this last week. It's an early access game. Uh we talk about some thrifting and we can also do some Xbox news and some Apple Arcade news. Uh, but I figure we'll just start with the new game that I played. So I played a game called Rogue Heist. It is a multiplayer uh, third-person shooter um, where the main goal, like the, it seems like the main, the main story mode, or not story mode, the main, main game mode for this uh, is going to be sort of a control the point and capture the flag fusion where like you go, you have to sit on a point to collect like a money bag and then take that to another point on the map. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's like the first to three wins. Um, like I said, it's a third person shooter. There's four different classes. There's like a hacker, there's a support, there's a sniper and there's assault. Um, each have their own different weapons um and their own different abilities and uses um so let me just kind of get off on the the technical aspects of the game so this is really early access um mm-hmm. it just hit steam last week early access uh i watched big fry play it it intrigued me and i watched big fry play it um and uh i'm trying to find like a a way to to talk about this constructively because I, I don't want to yeah. seem like i'm just being like negative because it is in such an early access game they're updating this game every 48 hours with bug mm-hmm. fixes and they're for what it seems like is that they're taking um they are taking like community feedback very seriously and they're listening and they're you know implementing things very quickly mm-hmm. the the sheer update schedule should tell people you know every 48 hours how early access this game is right um how new on the market this game is so i'm gonna i'm gonna try not to be solely negative mm-hmm. on this uh because of the how early it is but it is a free-to-play game it does i can already see some monetization practices that it's going to be fairly standard looks like cosmetics and you know some loot box kind of situations um it doesn't seem like there's going to be a whole hell of a lot else in it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in, in terms of monetization, I can't see this being a uh, a DLC game where you have right. to like buy map packs or um, anything like that. Uh, or I could potentially see this being where you could essentially do a pay to skip where you could buy different characters. Mm hmm but they should be able to grind them out with in-game currency. Um, so the game, when I first loaded it up, it took me a little bit to calibrate my settings so that the game ran well. Once mm-hmm. I got everything down um, to where it, it, it needed to be, 
Um, it started running pretty smooth at 60 frames a second. Um, what I will say is it, it should not have ran as poorly at higher settings mm -hmm. as it did for my rig because it doesn't seem like this game. Yeah. It's yeah, not... from what I even watched you play, because I was in the stream while you were playing it, it did mm -hmm. not look intensive at all. Like, it looked yeah. like a very, like, standard, like, okay graphics-looking game, but nothing anything mm -hmm. like, oh, 4K not graphics, high-def yeah, Nothing super intense. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, there's, like, no ray tracing here. There's not, like, individual, um, you know, individual grass blades, you know, need to be yeah. rendered kind of thing. So that was a, that's a thing that, of course, being early access, they still have time to hammer that out and iron that out. Mm -hmm. um, gameplay wise, right now, it's I've only been able to get my hand on hands on two game modes, being the main game mode that I talked about earlier, and then like a, a TDM. Mm -hmm. um, the game has a problem right now with very 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 low player numbers mm -hmm. um like i was gonna play it yesterday on my stream i sat here and waited for 10 minutes to get a game yeah after 10 minutes i'm like okay i'm just gonna we're just gonna go i'll yeah. play something else i can't you know that was that was a big thing that i'm like and i and i've tried to play it a couple different times since i played it on my stream last week mm -hmm. um off stream and game modes have been the big thing. I'm like, I'm sitting here waiting five, 10 minutes. So, and I, and I don't want to say that I, I'm apprehensive of, about saying that because then that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm -hmm. Why would I play a multiplayer game if there's nobody playing it, right. which kind of feeds into itself. And I don't want that to happen because there is some potential here. Mm -hmm. um, How many multiplayer modes are there? Is it just two or is there more I, than that? I think there's three or four. Okay. I think there's a free for all um and i think there's like a 1v1 mode because in my opinion that seems like a core issue right there if you're trying to like release something like as a base and like from what i watched from what you playing it there were a lot of bugs with it nothing like super mm. game breaking per se but like yeah. there were a lot of like basic bugs that definitely needed to be ironed yeah. out and just throwing hit, in more game modes, registration yeah throwing in more game modes kind of just limits it, it splits the player base so even if you have like an okay-ish player base even if it's relatively small Having just one mode is heavily going to help with like queue times and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Ten minutes is a long time for a game. I personally yeah. couldn't wait that long. There'd be no way. So like, yeah. I don't know. I would say at least tone down the amount of like game modes that you have for mm -hmm. now. If people end up liking it a lot, then yeah, maybe like introduce another one. But four, mm -hmm. four seems like a lot, even for like a larger game. That's a pretty big yeah. deal. Like you don't see there's there's battle royales that have decent player numbers that only keep it to like two modes total yeah and for that very uh, reason yeah so spirit just asked uh did you try the sniping aspect at all in the chat um i did try the sniping out sniping actually felt fine sniping mm -hmm. in these kind of games um i'm usually worried about if like they feel good um right. because snipe being a sniper in a game always kind of depends on how the controls feel and how the how the guns feel Mm -hmm. um one one critique i do have right now that they need to kind of fix is the the shotguns um there's a character whose main weapon is a shotgun and shotguns feel awful there it feels it doesn't feel like you're shooting a shotgun and mm -hmm. there's not a lot of um there's not like a lot of visual feedback that you get when right. you shoot it um so like not only is the sound kind of off but then the 
um, the feel is sort of off. Um, so yeah, and you're right. Like the, the game modes. Yeah. I would say like they need to just kind of take it down to the TDM mm -hmm. and the, um, the core game mode. But, so here's actually something, another critique I, I do have, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> because the player numbers are so low right now, or it's taking so long to get into a match, they need to lift level restrictions on game modes because I mm -hmm. could only play until I got to level two, uh, until I got to level two, I couldn't play the core game mode or hmm. what I think is going to be the core game mode. I could only play the TDM mode, which is what we're looking at here. Right. On this map. Um, and it's also like one map to one game mode right now. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't actually know that. I honestly thought hmm. it was just this map because that's all I saw you play. Um, yeah. So that was the thing I was kind of stuck on was that, mm -hmm. okay, this is just the map to the, to this game mode. Right um and so yeah and like until you hit another level you're stuck in like just the regular like that tdm mode so that's mm -hmm. something that they probably should lift as well um it doesn't make sense for an early access game like this to restrict game modes based on levels mm -hmm. like you shouldn't have to reach level two to yeah. go I, play a different game mode I, I think the big thing more than anything to realize is especially after watching you play it, it seems like in one of the more first like published projects that's like mm. really trying to step out of its bounds which good for them don't get me wrong that's amazing but at the same time you still need to really like keep yourself in you you can't jump out too far too fast or you're kind yeah. of just going to be all over the place which is kind of what it seemed like when i was mm -hmm. watching it is like everything sort of had an issue none of them were inherently like aim breaking and like major flaws but like sound design seemed like a problem like, mm -hmm. gameplay didn't seem super great. Map design seemed kind of, like, really standard. Like, it seemed very, very unoriginal and uninspired. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I, I feel like, if anything, instead of trying to branch out on all of those at once, which I'm assuming they're probably doing right now, I would say focus more on, like, one particular task, really try to focus on, like, cleaning <coughs> that up, rather than mm -hmm. focusing on everything. Having four game modes with, like, a map for each different one seems really strange in its own right. Because yeah. if you really wanted to experiment with, like, map design and things like that, you'd probably all just keep it in one game mode and, like, keep it TDM. Granted, mm -hmm. there's probably other game modes, don't get me wrong, but TDM is something everybody can jump into and know exactly what to do. Yeah. without like. Well, I think, I think the Capture the Flag game mode, like I said, that's going to probably be the core game mode. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what they need to focus on. Um, because everyone can kind of get that, that you grab the thing, you run back, you grab the mm -hmm. thing, you run back. Um, so for me, that's the, where I'd focus. And because, I mean, oh, this is just a third person shooter with a TDM mode. Yeah. Eh. Eh. Yeah. No, that's completely fair. Um, so one thing, and you mentioned, um, sound design that I wanted to mention. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, maybe you were there, but I yes. actually, and I had to send somebody a message who I knew would recognize the sound. Mm -hmm. And they and they showed up. High spirit. Uh, <laughs> was they, there's some sound, there's some sound stuff that to me is straight up. Like they took the files from Dirty Bomb. Mm -hmm. um, I've played 500 hours of Dirty Bomb. <laughs> I have heard the sound effects of Dirty Bomb many, 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 many times, and I instantly recognized it. Like, there are some sound effects, like, with, like, loading screens, 
um and some other shit i'm like so that's like a thing i'm like if they bought if they bought that those assets cool mm-hmm. but i noticed it right away if they yeah. didn't buy those assets if those are proprietary to splash damage or something else mm-hmm. uh you you might want to fix that real quick yeah <laughs> so that would overall it's not a bad game mm-hmm. like if i were to like i would say check it out don't let me worried about being worried about player numbers affect whether you get into this game early or not it's free to play so it's only going to cost you the data to download it mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> i think it's worth tre- checking out um i think it could go somewhere i think this could be a a decently um populated game and could have a decent player base in it Mm -hmm. Uh, let me double check and see what they say it requires but it it shouldn't be super high resource at all Mm -hmm. um well if i could spell um i was like and it doesn't seem like there's really that many creators on it right now either i was the only person that streamed it last night and i've only streamed it for like 10 minutes um it's got mostly negative reviews right now i think that could change as they update the game uh the minimum operate the minimum system requirements that they're saying on steam 64-bit operating system usual suspects of windows 7 8 uh or above an i5 uh 3470 at um 3.2 gigahertz or an amd x8 fx 8350 at 4 gigahertz, 8 gigs of RAM. Uh, they suggest a GT, uh, GTX 660 or an AMD um, Radeon HD 7850 mm-hmm. and uh, DirectX 11. Yeah. That's and you need 7 no. I'm shocked that, like, because you said that you're having, like, for the settings that it was running on on default, that you're having issues with that. That still really surprises me, though because i'm i'm kind of curious if, i'm mm-hmm. kind of curious if it was because i was streaming yeah so we could take that into account but mm-hmm. yeah i don't know that i it's not a really super graphically intensive game so no. when i see things like that or it's like i have the settings on high and i can't run it like at a smooth frame rate whatsoever mm-hmm. like that's that in itself to me personally is always a big issue i always prefer to have like a really consistent frame rate over like quality but at like a certain extent you still have to meet those requirements like you're not really losing a lot of quality bumping it down but at the same time you're not really like losing a lot bumping it up either it's not i i don't know it doesn't seem like it's that big of an issue to like really be causing that much like stability issues yeah so overall good game or a good base for a game i should say Mm-hmm. um if the devs find this my takeaway right now is the um you know my my recommendation is clean up the game in terms of like some bugs that you guys have like i had some hit scan issues uh really focus on like the core game mode and as a part of that remove the um level mm-hmm. like it's even though it's just like one level yeah remove that because you it's the core game mode. You want people to understand the, what, like I said, that's what I think the core game mode is going to be. It's mm-hmm. what makes sense for it to be. Um, and I think it's a good game mode to have. 
So, you know, lift the level requirement on that so people can just start playing it right away. Maybe put it, you know, maybe say, you know, people under a certain level are going to be put into different matches and people above that level. Um, but at this stage in the in the game's development, in the game's lifespan, it doesn't make sense to have any sort of level caps in, mm-hmm. in blocking people from going. Um, right. And then the only other thing is reach out to creators, big and small, to see if they'll play the game. Mm-hmm. Those are my things. I think it's worth checking out. Like I said, it's not going to cost you anything to download it, to play it. Don't let my fears of um, of low player numbers right now and long wait times deter you. Uh, yeah, that's really about it for Rogue Heist. Uh, Donnie, you've been a little quiet. Do you have any questions about... Uh, well, I was watching the gameplay, and mm-hmm. does anybody else get the feeling that it's kind of like Rainbow Six Vegas 2? I was actually really thinking about Division, but I could also see where you get the idea of Rainbow Six Vegas 2, yeah. Um, like, that takes me back to PS3 days, and I mean, not just the level, but mm-hmm. like graphically. Yeah. I mean, I, I know it's pre-pre-release, but... Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I guess I was expecting something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because to me personally, at least, like, it doesn't look unique. Like, there's no real, like, attention-grabbing thing where I'm just like, that looks different than any other third-person shooter. Like, there's mm-hmm. not really anything like that. It's... I don't know. I, I I don't know if it's just specifically the art style for me, or maybe it's just, like, the map that, like, I've seen the most has not looked super great. Like, it just, it's kind of not, it's barely open. There's not, like, a whole lot going on. There's not, like, a mix between, like, large open areas and, like, smaller areas or, like, close quarters fighting. It's just kind of like you're in an arena and it's pretty Mm -hmm. open. If you just step out in the wrong angle, then somebody's just going to pop you from a mile away, which we did see in the video for a little bit. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, when when I look at it, I just, I don't see originality. That That's the big issue for me, personally. But then again, I am kind of a dick when it comes to reviewing games that I don't think are going to be particularly super great. So, yeah, I don't know. People probably disagree with that, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's just yeah, my there's nothing on. unique. There's nothing about it that wants to pull me in. It doesn't mm-hmm. grab life by the controller, if you will. <laughs> I mean, for real, that's that's the first little bit of information I've heard about the game. That's mm-hmm. little- you know, little snippet that I've seen. Yeah. It, it's not original. It doesn't scream, hey, you're going to play me. You're going to find something different. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks like it could be a fun time killer, but I'm not impressed. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's tough because those the games that kind of have a feel like that can be some of the best if you get in lobbies with your friends or with good mm-hmm. people. But right now, it doesn't seem like there's many people, so it, it'd yeah. be tough to hammer that out. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing, I mean, to your point about the originality, they, they might be struggling with that <laughs> just by the fact that a sound asset, I immediately yeah. recognized it right. being from Dirty Bomb. Yeah. Um, like, immediately. <laughs> I, I heard that in Big Fry stream. I mean, you could probably find it if someone wants to scrub through Big Fry stream, because I, when I watched him play it and I heard that noise, I'm like, that's straight up from Dirty Bomb. And he goes, really? Is it? I'm like, 
<laughs> I have 500 <laughs> hours in that fucking game. <laughs> That's from Dirty Bomb. Oh, so, man. Yeah, there might be there might be a lack of inspiration from there. And I think that's a good point. Maybe they, that they need to kind of look in the mirror, mm-hmm. you know, and, and be like, well, what can we do artistically? Yeah. And, you know, because it's not even what, so much that you have to really do anything with the with the character models or anything like that yeah. as a base. As long as you're like, listen, you can make something look great with filters like that's that's solid enough as it is. Mm-hmm. If you can, like, work something out along with those lines, then you might be yeah. onto something. You don't have to keep it as like it's the middle of the daytime. We're just shooting at each other, just to mm-hmm. shoot at each other. I, I understand That's... that it's like a heist, but like there was literally nothing that I saw that really like conveyed that to mm-hmm. me. That that was that... my stance on it personally. Yeah, and that's a, I mean that's a problem that a lot of games have too. That's not mm-hmm. just a right. I mean that's a problem. Certainly, Sandstorm has. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean if the if the devs are listening. I'm not trying to shit on the game. I'm mm-hmm. trying to give good positive feedback. I think they have a solid base. A lot of games that are like at this stage mm-hmm. usually are much worse. Yeah. I think the fact that they're putting out an update every 48 hours mm-hmm. is a good sign. Um, but they they are facing some issues here in terms of like like you guys said originality. I think they have some like focusing in the wrong experience wrong areas mm-hmm. of the game um that's that's really about it because i think i want to say i heard at some point that they wanted like october to be a full release mm, that yeah with the stance that it's in right now i can't possibly imagine that personally yeah they i mean they have a lot to do in terms of marketing mm-hmm. and like sound and all sorts of other stuff so that's rogue heist anything else on that otherwise we can uh, move on to our next uh I think I'm good. I I have one thing. And I mean, if the devs are listening, I I grew up in the 90s. The 90s did some crazy shit Mm -hmm. and it made games fun. They had just weird off the wall ideas and they explored them because they could. Uh, Why why not bring some of that stuff back? Like, uh, I mean, Rogue Heist, you're thinking stealing things of value. Why not Mm -hmm. do something like... Uh, a chemical plant with you know weird colors and glowing bats and i mean make it visually appealing instead of just some train station yeah mm-hmm. i mean that, that that's the only thing i i have to say about it i enjoy yeah. shooters i i mm-hmm. play a lot they're they're fun like i said you get in with a, a good group of friends and mm. it it's not the game that makes it awesome. It's the interaction, but right, right there. It does look like it needs to be polished a lot more. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I think we're kind of all in agreement on that, on, Mm -hmm. on all that there. Um, so on to our next topic, if you guys don't mind, it sounds like we're good. Um, Donnie, I kind of let you take it away. You you do, said you do a lot of retro gaming. Um, so when there's a game that you're trying to find, uh, a retro game for you know an old Sega console or an old Nintendo console, how do you go about finding those games? I'll let you take it away from here. Uh, well, the thing about me is every game that I buy, 
I'm not necessarily a collector. If I can get them in great shape and show them off, then good for me. Mm-hmm. I get games purely to play them. I, I have to have stuff to talk about. So a lot of the stuff that I pick up, I stumble upon. Uh, when I go thrift shopping, uh, we don't have the Goodwills. We don't have a lot of stuff in my area. We have uh, local church-run uh, like conglomerates, I, I guess. There, there's mm-hmm. really one thrift shop, but they have stores. I think they have 14 in my county. So I, I go up and down the aisles, and a lot of kids will pick up stuff, take it around, ask mom and dad, hey, can I have this? It looks fun. Their parents mm-hmm. will say, no, we don't have that system. They'll just put it down. Mm-hmm. So one of my biggest tips is seriously, if you're going somewhere specifically to look for retro games, take mm-hmm. your time. Uh, I found an N64, a transparent watermelon color, a gorgeous system. It was not with the rest of the electronics. Uh, it's probably the best find I'll ever have in my entire life. I, I got real lucky on it, but it's because I was examining everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I go looking for, you know, used PlayStation stuff, the cases are the same as you'd find CDs. So I go through CD bins, mm-hmm. and I've been lucky enough to to find Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Uh, the disc wasn't in it, but the case was in immaculate condition. Uh it's just about being patient and not really going with any specific game in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one of the places I just hit up has uh, what they call the collector's area. They'll have stuff like used jewelry. Uh, I've actually seen a Rolex watch in it for 80 bucks. Uh, whether or not it was real, I have no idea. I'm not an expert on that. Mm-hmm. But somebody was gracious enough to donate probably their son uh, who just left on a mission and they were cleaning out of his room, a whole tub full of Nintendo games. Mm. So I was able to pick up uh, Ninja Gaiden, Blaster Master, Destiny of an Emperor, all these games because somebody just, they were taking up space. They were dusty. I got Mike Tyson's punch out. I can't get it to work for the life of me, but I still have it. (laughs) The the Mike Tyson's punch out you can't get to work. No, I apparently I need to get some brasso and clean mm-hmm. off the the connectors. Yeah, I I can get audio. I can get the the bell to ding at the very beginning, and mm-hmm. then you can hear a little bit of the roar of the crowd, and then everything's black and stops. Huh. So hmm. that is a game that I had a lot of fun with one of my. Uh, mom's best friends kids mm-hmm. uh funny thing is we shared a birthday went over for his birthday party he got mike tyson's punch out mm. and <laughs> I, I was like sweet i want this game mom take note <laughs> mm-hmm. didn't happen for me but uh, <laughs> i mean I've, I've got great memories so when i when i saw it, working or not it's something i had to have and mm-hmm. a lot of places are actually using price charting to mm-hmm. kind of set their prices and if 
you don't think they're a realistic price haggle them seriously talk to them mm -hmm. pull up information on your phone say i i know that you're wanting 20 bucks for this but if you look right here the going price is 12 yeah but so if it's okay. a high value game you mm -hmm. might want to just pay the price because if you don't, there's somebody behind you that's going to see what you're looking at, and then they'll, right. they'll grab it just to flip it. Yeah. So one of the big things when it, when it comes to, like, thrifting and finding retro games is, um, at least in my area, there's, like, been a big uptick in, like, retro retail where mm -hmm. they have, like, these... Um, like the stores will be filled with retro games or vintage games. Um, and then they'll have like, maybe they'll have some like original consoles, but then they'll have like these monstrosities that will play like six different systems on them and whatever else. Um, what are your tips like when going into those stores? Because the, the whole retro retail thing is very interesting to me because it's almost like it's, it's a new way to antique. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, Definitely. Uh, <laughs> and the funny thing is, you can find retro games at some antique stores. Mm -hmm. Those are the places where they want the most amount of money. Like, they'll find a listing on eBay. S say uh, say they find a Greatest Hits PlayStation Symphony of the Night. Realistically, it's worth 70 bucks. But they'll see, you know, an original sealed copy, 1700 bucks. so they, you know get their greatest hits open might have a crack in the plastic crappy condition they'll want 350 bucks for it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i mean but speaking of the monstrosity systems i actually love them uh my original nintendo was probably one of the most unreliable consoles <laughs> i've ever had yeah. uh it, it was always take it out blow on it if it doesn't work you know uh, press it down all the way, slide another cartridge in on top and see if you can get it to work that way. Mm -hmm. I have a Retron 2 that I play from. One of the reasons why I absolutely love it is it's top load. Uh, mm. Not only is it top load, but it plays Nintendo and Famicom and then Super Nintendo and Super Famicom. So mm -hmm. my my whole gaming collection just increased by, by four different consoles because... I have a game store locally that makes uh, trips to Japan just to pick up imports. Mm -hmm. I can find a copy of Dracula X through them for about eight bucks instead of paying, you know, 70 bucks for a Super Nintendo version of it. Mm -hmm. So if, if you're thrifting to flip and make money, uh, I, I think you've got your, your work cut out for you because you have to be hitting these places up repeatedly. If you are thrifting to add to your collection just so you can play some games like me, uh, just go in open-minded. Know that you're going to be let down. Uh, one of the things that I see the most are Wii games. Mm -hmm. And Wii, as much as I love it for like Donkey Kong Country Returns, it's got a lot of mm -hmm. shovelware. Right. And the games just aren't not what Nintendo was known for back in the day. Uh, mm -hmm. But 
hit as many places as you can. I mean, if there's six or seven by you, see if you can hit five in a row. You might honestly see some of the same people mm-hmm. as you're leaving and entering stores because it's it's a big craze now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so with, with how, like, the quality on, on vintage products always always uh varies widely mm-hmm. um have you ever had to like restore something like have you ever gotten like a cartridge where like it's, let's say it's for like the game boy color where you had to you know change the ba- uh, save battery or you had to like crack into the uh crack into it to you know replace like a stick or something like that um have you had to do any of that do you have any tips for you know, maintenance it, like, say you get something for 25 cents, doesn't work. All right. Pull out the screwdriver. You kind of thing. Oh, definitely. Every cart that I find, I, it, unless it comes from my, my local game store. Uh, mm-hmm. If I find it at a thrift shop, if I find it on let go offer up a yard sale, anything like that, I don't know what it's been through. I will take it apart, uh, get out my Q-tips, my cleaning cloth, uh, my alcohol, and just give it a one over. Uh, I I'm not a professional gamer store, so I mm-hmm. use the highest, you know, content alcohol that I can buy because you rub it on, it cleans, and then it dries really fast. And, uh, and you're talking yeah. isopropyl, right? Yes, yes. I'm not talking like Jack Daniels or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to. I just wanted because just someone's dip gonna be a cartridge in some rum. It'll be fine. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just make sure it's it's clear like a, a gin or a vodka and you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. So use I and I always struggle with this with this word. Isopropyl? Is that what how you pronounce isopropyl alcohol? I, I thought it was isopropyl. Isopropyl. Okay. Yeah, I, I isopropyl alcohol and I use eighty percent because that's that's the highest that I can find around me and I'm not gonna go on Amazon and buy some high content shit just, mm-hmm. just right. for this. I mean like I said, I I collect to play, and I play pretty much every day. Uh, N64, Super Nintendo, uh, Sega Genesis, uh, Super Nintendo is my all-time favorite console. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I, I have to make certain that what I'm buying isn't going to mess up my Genesis or my Retron. Right. I, I want to make certain that the little budget that I have gaming goes as far as i can possibly make it go mm-hmm. um i i, ha- I kind of thinking about it in like terms of like maintenance and stuff like that there's a uh if anyone has gone over to a friend's house and they had an n64 and um yeah i have two controllers and they get the good controller and then you get the mad cats <laughs> the the janky crummy accessories how hard is it for you to find legitimate accessories for these systems and like have you ever like had to just settle for the shitty mad cats that you saw at goodwill you want to know what i when it comes to n64 i prefer mad cats to the Mm. n64 controller the n64 analog stick uh (laughs) my little brother when I didn't grow up playing it. I mm. pretty much moved to PlayStation right away, and I've been mm-hmm. PS fanboy ever since. But mm-hmm. he, I remember the day that he snapped an analog stick playing Mario Party. 
<laughs> and he, he was like, what am I supposed to do? This was my, my birthday present. You know, he's laying the guilt trip on my mom. And, oh, I, I can't even buy my birthday present anymore. Well, my mom, she's not going to spend 60 bucks on a new controller. So she bought a Mad Cats. Mm. He had that Mad Cats until he sold his N64 to buy a uh, PS3. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it might look absolutely janky, but mm-hmm. I think some of the stuff for it is, is better when it comes to the N64. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a new company called Retro Fighter. I, I, I will say this right now. Anyone who follows my Instagram, follows my streams, follows the podcast, I'm not a fan of the N64 whatsoever. I hate the mm-hmm. Trident. Uh, I went from this comfortable Super Nintendo controller to this monstrosity that kept poking me in the balls whenever I'd rested in my lap. Which to me, that's not cool, Nintendo. Uh, but these these new retro fighters, they're basically built like a Switch controller. And I I want to play Ocarina of Time. Um, guy that's in the, the chat, the gaming power-ups, actually sent me a copy. And I'm having the hardest time getting into it right now because of that controller. If I had a Mad Cats, I'd be happier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that... Uh, I know that Nintendo was trying to be groundbreaking and just show that they still have it. Real innovative. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> innovative sometimes a, a step behind before you can take a step forward. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like Sony, with their original PlayStation controller and then adding the, the dual analogs, I, I think they were on to something, so. Yeah. Um, have there ever been any peripherals that you found that uh, were just, like, that shocked you? Have you ever found, like, one of those, like, like those, like, top insert drives that, you know, what I, like, it's, like, on, like, like old Sega. Uh, oh, the consoles. 32X? I think so, where it would be like a disc drive, like a CD drive. And oh, the the Sega that CD awesome. that was yes. actually, yeah. I have found one of those. Um, mm-hmm. They wanted 500 bucks for it, so I had Ooh. to politely decline. <laughs> uh, seriously, a lot of the people that are working the thrift stores in my area, mm-hmm. they're almost hipsterish. So they mm-hmm. think they're hip to the jive. They, you know... Uh, they they want to write screenplays and be a barista at the same time, but they're <laughs> yeah. they're working at the thrift store while they're working on their screenplay. I don't know, mm-hmm. uh, but they got the big twirly mustaches. And... Yeah, and, and when <laughs> I'm, I'm for real, they honestly do. And one of the guys that uh, actually sold me my my N64, he had the skullet that was pulled back in a, uh, <laughs> a ponytail. <laughs> And I mean, nicest guy ever, but he cruises when there's no customers in the store. He goes through eBay and that's where he gets his pricing. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you can't realistically judge eBay because I can put anything I want on eBay. Mm-hmm, I've, yeah. I've got a Guitar Hero controller and a drum set right here. I'll put it on eBay for 500 bucks. Will I get that? Hell no. People no. aren't that stupid. But no, everyone's got a shitty plastic guitar somewhere now. Yeah, exactly i i can put it there and it'll list it and it'll show it but it doesn't mean that that's what it's worth and right. they don't know what it's worth because they didn't grow up with it they didn't appreciate it so do your homework uh go in 
you know, haggle, mm-hmm. have have price charting in front of you to prove it. And if they won't budge, if it's something that has sentimental value for you and it's not too out of the the asking price, you know, what you expected, mm-hmm. just do it. Because seriously, if you don't, somebody else is going to. We had somebody, when we got this uh, translucent watermelon N64, uh, seriously, you could hear him go, oh, fuck, when he picked <laughs> it up. Like, I don't know if he knew it was there and he was debating on whether or not he should grab it, mm-hmm. but I, I just saw it because it, it was a bag buried under stuff and I could see the controllers. And I have seven kids and they'll all play video games. The easiest thing is the N64 because you can do four at a time. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, we've got Smash Bros. We've got, you know, whatever else, Goldeneye. And so I was thinking, you know what? It'd be nice to have some spare controllers because the analogs suck. Thanks, Nintendo. Uh, but <laughs> And I, I found out, holy crap, there's a whole system right underneath it. And so I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm snagging it. I, I have no choice for the cost of these three controllers that's in it. I'm getting a system for free. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, because I'm just looking at the time right now. Ren, do you have any other questions for for Donnie here in not, regards to thrifting and stuff? Not necessarily questions. It's more along the lines of because I tend not to be the kind of person that really does thrift shopping. It tends to be mm-hmm. more often than not like I want to spend as least amount of time as possible when I'm shopping. So I'm just like I'm getting this, 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 and this, and I'm not going to look at anything else. But, like, I can almost guarantee, like, even at the game stops where, like, occasionally people just have no idea what something's worth entirely. I am sure I've missed, like, five different things at this point. Yeah. And now I'm kind of salty. But, uh, but yeah, I will know. I'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely give at least a little bit more time when I'm doing, like, specific, like, vintage shopping or anything where mm-hmm. I think they might not actually know, like, their, like, real pricing. Because I, I distinctly remember back when I was in high school, uh, I stopped into, like, this antique store, and they had, like, a working, like, old, like, really old school Game Boy. Like, the brick. Like, the big old bulky brick Game Boy. And I was like, I want it so badly. And I was like, I saw the $5 price tag, and I was like, I want it so badly. And then because I'm an idiot high school kid, I, I didn't have $5 on me. And I was the saltiest oh. kid. It was the worst. <laughs> I regret everything. My worst life choice. Mm-hmm. oh man but yeah i i remember getting some we had a old sega console uh when i was growing up like read mm-hmm. about my my parents split i even remember the apartment we were in and i remember i was getting my mom uh at one point when she was out thrift shopping because we didn't have a ton of money at the time mm-hmm. coming home with like five games because they were like a quarter each yeah <laughs> it was it was like christmas but it was like in the middle of may <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a primo memory and i remember i had a sonic game that i played the absolute fuck out of <laughs> um <laughs> um but just because like uh because we know you're on a time uh table mm-hmm. here uh donnie we'll go on ahead and we'll move on to the next topic unless you have anything else you want to add um no i i think i pretty much covered everything and then some (laughs) yeah 
hopefully hopefully people learn some good tips and if they're going out thrifting or if they want to get into retro gaming they can uh take some of the knowledge you imparted on them and uh save themselves some extra money um so we've got some news here that i think uh is a little bit important to talk about just a just a little bit here Mm -hmm. um it's not really in our niche uh but it's at least worth mentioning in case someone who listens to us or doesn't really get gaming news from anywhere else and they haven't heard this yet um vice news through their motherboard publication uh published an expose that um stated microsoft contractors um so Third parties mm-hmm. hired by Microsoft were listening in to Xbox owners uh, in their home using the Kinect system. Uh, so for anyone who, I mean, just like a basic rundown, back when they released um, Xbox One in 2013, uh, they came with a Kinect and a lot of the um, marketing around the console Mm-hmm. Uh, promoted the idea that it was uh, voice activated, you know, Xbox on, Xbox off. Hey, Cortana. Hey, Xbox. Da, 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 da. Um, and it should come to no surprise that essentially that of those devices, even your cell phone, if you have Siri enabled mm-hmm. or Google, you know, voice assistant enabled, are always listening because they want to hear the um, voice trigger. So, for example, I have my phone here. Hey, Siri. There we go. See? they're always listening because um they need to if they if that if that function wants to work what they shouldn't be doing is allowing those uh, those false positive audio recordings right because it, mm-hmm. xbox thinks something something was said right uh whatever false positive thing that could happen and then that recording being sent to a third party to be analyzed mm-hmm. um where third parties who are not yourself your or your attor- attorneys um, and Xbox, people who are not those groups should not have access to audio recordings that could contain your social security number. Right. That could contain personal information, sexual encounters. Um, what are the, what are the things do you guys not want a third party to know about? And the, the, the potential for that to be picked up, was there and was listened in on Mm -hmm. um so really big issue big problem uh in the fact that you're bringing in uh always active microphones into your uh homes Mm -hmm. um i i'm a person who i i put a part of the reason i have an analog um microphone is because of when i i know when i power it off it's powered off um (laughs) (laughs) i'm a little paranoid and i always make sure that at the very least my webcam is uh facing up towards the ceiling when i'm not streaming uh so this was just a big thing uh this the vice article i'll actually share the link in the chat and i'll share it um in the uh description of the episode if i remember um very important to to look at and see what the future ramifications are and always remember that any device that is voice activated such Mm -hmm. as your phones any of the amazon devices you know the amazon echo uh Mm. dot etc those are always listening you are inviting microphones that are always listening into your home Mm -hmm. be aware of that and at some point you might just need to accept it yeah i mean i can't even like say how many times i've said something like on stream for example 
and then like I start googling something and then it says like the exact thing that I was just saying and I'm just like what? Excuse so me? what I what I will say there 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 is some like misconceptions about how like Facebook in particular mm-hmm. it, there's like a lot of misconceptions on how the algorithms work where it, there's a there's a podcast a pretty big podcast called Reply All um that they 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 tackle this question is like Facebook listening to you through your phone and then selling you advertising based on that what's really happening is that they're looking at the relationships that you have on Facebook so Donnie's going to make the flight out here to uh to um where I live here in Iowa he posts that on Facebook and it has, you know, and he tags me on Facebook. He says, Oh, I'm gonna go see Danny in in uh Iowa. Can't wait for this weekend, about to board the flight, right? Mm-hmm. He says something like that on Facebook. So it then makes that connection. The algorithms make that connection between me and him. And <sighs> it's gonna say, Okay, so these two obviously have a have a relationship on on the platform. It says that they're gonna see each other this weekend. We're going to advertise some of the things that Donnie that donnie likes in his advertising so we'll just say bud light donnie i don't know if you like bud light but we're just gonna say you like bud light hey that works for me (laughs) we're gonna take that bud light advertisement and we're gonna put it on danny and so when when uh donnie shows up i pick him up at the airport and don and donnie's like oh do you have any beer at your place no, I don't. Sorry, we'll uh, we'll stop at a gas station on the way there. Uh, and like, I'm checking my phone at a red light, which don't do. This is a hypothetical. <laughs> and I'm checking, you know, Facebook at a red light or something. <laughs> and the first ad I see is Bud Light. That's how that works. It's not that it's like listening to us. It's that it's looking at all these. It's taking all these algorithms and looking at all these relationships and saying. Okay, we might not be able to get this person, but we can probably get this person using this mm-hmm. relationship. Um, so that's like one thing I'm always like, it's actually more insidious to me. That's like more insidious than it just listening in on you. Yeah, <laughs> because that's a machine being way smarter <laughs> and like being way more manipulative than than like someone listening in on you could ever be do you want to know a secret yeah go ahead okay so i work for a company who does stuff with social media uh Uh social media posts boosting stuff like that Mm -hmm. um they actually do listen in and listen for keywords and then Mm -hmm. use that to promote stuff it's not just oh uh, about text for their algorithms they they have massive supercomputers that analyze speech and recognize key phrases. Oh. And so when they hear these key phrases, uh, based on your geotag, they're going to promote certain things. Mm-hmm. So uh, it is scary shit. Uh, I, I've seen enough stuff that really the only Facebook-associated app that I have is Instagram mm-hmm. and I do as little as possible with it. Uh, it it's pretty much like a, a business tool for me, mm-hmm. but I 
it's scary stuff because when I found out that they do have voice recognition for keywords and they analyze and they create new keywords every day. Mm -hmm. To me, that sounds like Skynet. I mean, yeah. You know, what's not horribly invasive radio advertisement. People keep me in business by listening to the radio. (laughs) Only listen to our podcasts. (laughs) Do nothing else online. (laughs) Listen to radio. Keep me in business. Yeah, uh, listen to our podcast. We're not trying to sell you anything. We're just trying to <laughs> entertain and amuse you. Maybe educate you. The the only thing that we're trying to sell you is our humble bundle affiliate links, which you can use oh, down below. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so that's the Xbox story. Some fear mongering on our part. Uh, mm-hmm. Pay attention to stories such as that because they are incredibly important. Your rights as a human being are important. Um, and, you know, join the revolution, I guess. Um, we have one more story. And I'm going to preface this story just by saying this is not entirely uh, confirmed. This is mm-hmm. more speculation and rumor based on uh, some information that uh, publication saw through um, like uh, uh, Apple API uh, for the App Store. Um, so this is the Apple Arcade. We have some speculation on what it will cost. So if people don't remember, the Apple Arcade was announced um, at the Apple Worldwide Developers Conference in 2019. We talked about it um, with a mutual friend here, Donnie, uh, Reverend Sven. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I love Reverend Sven. <laughs> Padre, as I call him. Um, we actually talked about it with him. Whoops, that's the wrong thing. Let mm-hmm. me find it here. Um, we talked about it with him back in June, actually, June 6th. Um, so it is a it is a service Apple is uh, putting out for all of their iDevices, the iPhone, Apple TV, uh, Apple Watch, the IT, uh, the iFridge, the Apple mm-hmm. uh, oven, you know, whatever else you want to <laughs> include in there, <laughs> um, where it's going to be a monthly subscription service that is going to feature um, a variety of games that can be used on the family share plan and pl- and uh, can be used um, on more than one device. Um, the, the pr- price that the publication found on this Apple API listing, um, was five ninety nine a month. Um, all of the games on Apple arcade are supposed to work on, on the Mac OS, on the iOS and on the Apple TV software. Um, and they have like a whole list of games that they, that they have, uh, mm-hmm. on the website but there's not a whole hell of a lot and i think we talked about it there's just wasn't like a lot that drew us then yeah. and we were talking before the stream and it, there's not really a lot that's drawing us but right. that was before i found out that they have hot lava <laughs> the tagline is don't touch the floor because it's lava so run jump yeah. climb and stuff and it's a nostalgic game that will transport you back to your childhood dude that's that's got me they can yeah. have all the monies. I'm done <laughs> retro gaming. I'm playing hot lava for life. <laughs> oh man. Oh, he's going to be exclusively an Apple uh, arcade <laughs> content creator now. <laughs> oh, well, man. and, and Mr. Turtle, they have Mr. Turtle. They do have Mr. Turtle. <laughs> we had a huge discussion about that earlier. 
<laughs> turtles are underrated animals and y'all can fight me over it i could not possibly turtles are disagree awesome more. if they have a sight or a bow staff <laughs> so oh God. uh just like on the price itself how are you guys feeling about that 5.99 or i'm sorry 4.99 a month that five dollars a month i um, honestly i don't care about mobile regardless so like mm -hmm. this this doesn't even remotely appeal to me i would be dead honest with you like mm -hmm. the, the concept doesn't really appeal to me if i really wanted like some random like apple games i'd probably go download some free ones mm -hmm. but like i don't know i i'm not willing to spend five dollars a month for something i probably wouldn't play even if i did like have it i'd probably play like mm -hmm. what maybe one or two and then cancel after the first month be like that was waste of my money mm -hmm. that might just be well it yeah, because, I, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm not super interested in it myself. I mean, I have an iPhone, and that's it. I don't have an Apple TV. Mm -hmm. um, to me, the, 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 the appeal is the multi-device use and the idea that maybe, because um, we, we talked about this with Google Stadia recently, too, mm -hmm. um, the idea that, oh, maybe I could use this as a way to game on my TV, right? My My main gaming apparatus right now is my desktop. I don't have... The console or anything like that so the tv really is just for watching content but you know mm -hmm. if i have some friends over and this you know there could be like a party game or something like that on the apple arcade mm -hmm. or some other games that i i could i actually looked at one called overland that looks like it's a survival game um take care of a group of travelers on a post-apocalyptic road trip across the united states in this turn-based survival game fight off scary creatures rescue stranded survivors and scavenge for supplies like fuel first aid kits and weapons um and one thing i do want to mention it looks like these are going to be apple endorsed games mm -hmm. these aren't going to be just random shit from the, the app store these look like these are games cur curated and selected by apple mm -hmm. for use on apple arcade um, well, here's here's a thing to interject real fast. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the reasons why I am an Apple guy, and when I say I'm an Apple guy, I, mm -hmm. I stream from my Mac. I do my podcast from an iMac. I've got iMac, uh, MacBook Pro. Uh, everybody in my family pretty much has iPhones. Uh, I've mm -hmm. got an old school iPod. We've got iPads. Who ever knows about Apple knows that they are pretty stringent with what they allow on their app store. They have mm -hmm. to meet a certain, you know, quality standard versus mm -hmm. almost anything can go on Android. So I right there, I don't think that they would be any different on here mm -hmm. than they would be on your mobile device. Yeah. I, I, I don't I, think I, I think they'd just throw in a bunch of shit and say, okay, there you go. They'll they'll have seven titles that are worth looking into mm -hmm. and then uh, the rest is filler. Like uh, Overland right now is circling or cycling across the page. Uh, right next to it is Spider Sars, which actually sounds pretty cool. Spider dinosaurs. Uh, mm. It's got a T Rex with spider <laughs> legs. That that could be fun to look into with your kids for like three minutes. Kids, mm -hmm. when it comes to mobile games, and I like to think of myself as an expert on this because I have seven of them. <laughs> uh, they're they're not really story driven games and mm -hmm. kids nowadays don't give a crap about mm -hmm. story driven games so yeah to me this would be great until you're like okay well all my kids have adhd so they <laughs> don't care i mean it'd yeah. be great for them to just cycle through games and test them out 
mm-hmm. and, and not be like, oh, can I get this free game? Oh, that sucked. I deleted it. Yeah. So can I get this new game to replace it? Oh, well, that one sucked too. So yeah, I, I don't see the, the quality being like you would find on an actual console. And I'm not mm-hmm. dissing indie games. I love indie games. One of my mm-hmm. favorite games. Uh, is the Bloodstained series, uh, Curse of the the Moon and Ritual of the Night. And they're indie. I love Mm -hmm. the game Hue. Uh, There's a ton of great indie games, but these look just like, hey, we could make a game, so why don't we? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I, I totally agree, to be completely honest. It's like, when I think of when I think of Apple, I'm not an Apple guy, but when I think of Apple, one of the biggest things I think of is curated. Like, that tends to be, like, the big thing. They have to have a specific, like, repairment for, like, all of their specific devices, let alone for their apps. Like, they all have to be specifically, like, curated to a degree. And, like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't see what I'm paying for. That, that's the big thing. I guess I'm paying to, like, put something on another device... But that doesn't really, that seems more like just a feature that would probably just be a really cool feature to, like, add. I, I don't know. When, when I think about it, I don't really think of anything particularly that great. And if I owned, like, an Apple device, I'd only own one. Like, I'd probably just own an iPhone, and that'd be it. Like, I don't know. That That's kind of the stance that I'm at on it, is, like, I don't see the value. I really don't. When it comes to, like, mobile games, specifically the ones I saw was like these would all just have like a mild amount of my attention and then that's it and like mm-hmm. th- then i'm done so yeah i don't know that's that's me <laughs> on the boat i think the big thing with apple arcade mm-hmm. right now because i i'm a little bit more on the optimistic side and just i i kind of sit in between the um I'm I'm pretty indifferent to Apple. I think a lot of the problems Apple that that stems from Apple are like, you know, you're talking about like the repair people, the genius bar. Mm-hmm. Genius bar doesn't know shit. <laughs> I hear there's a lot, there's a lot of shit with the genius bar that's really fucked. Um but in terms of like the operating system and like a lot of the services and stuff like that, I'm pretty indifferent. I have a problem mm-hmm. with hardware. I have a problem more with the technical aspect of it, but mm-hmm. otherwise I'm pretty indifferent. And I'm looking at this and I and I'm seeing first off, they're not really marketing any of the games that essentially I mean they look like they're going to be exclusive to the Apple Arcade. Mm-hmm. There's I mean, there's you know, I, I was looking at a few of these, uh, Overland. Um, first off, I'm on the official Apple Arcade website, apple.com slash apple dash arcade. I can't click on any of these games that are scrolling to look at these. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I can't I can't check and see on this page where it's scrolling right past me a tone heart of the elder tree. I had to look that up in an indiv- in a different window mm-hmm. and it actually doesn't look bad. It looks like it's a it looks like an RPG um, that right. it, it's like a 2D RPG puzzle RPG with some combat and stuff that uh, appears to be inspired by um, Norse that's- mythology. And so that's a big thing. It's like uh, there's no convenient way to look at this and to mm-hmm. see, okay, are these games, you know, what are these games even? Yeah. I can't see that on the official Apple Arcade website. So what, how am right. I supposed to know what the quality is just if I'm looking at the Apple Arcade website mm-hmm. other than these, you know, these other these ones here. There's way more games than just what 
mm-hmm. they have videos for. Yeah. So that's a that's a thing I have with this. I'm like, they're not doing a good job marketing it right now. Mm-hmm. And it's been two months and they say that it's gonna have a fall twenty or twenty nineteen release. Uh fall and I mean fall starts like in a couple days and mm-hmm. ends in November. So mm-hmm. But that's a beauty thing. They don't give, you know, coming early fall. They just say fall. So it could happen yeah. on the last day <laughs> yeah. of fall and then well, still be telling I, the truth. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying, what I'm saying about that, my, my point in saying that is November to market a, a whole new service. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty, that's a pretty short schedule mm-hmm. um, to market a whole large service like this and have it, you know, didn't expect uh, any real results in in my opinion that... it doesn't even seem like they're really intending to market it like super great it just feels like something just be like hey you could pay another five dollars a month for insert this that's the way i see it personally because like <laughs> well... what really like holds value there i can't think of anything they don't even care enough to show their products that they're actually trying to market it's mm-hmm. just like there's another service that you could pay a monthly fee for and it's like okay that that's exactly how I feel about it personally. Like yeah. I don't, uh, I really don't see the point. I wouldn't uh, doubt that it comes out in fall. Honestly, I, like, I don't think that since any of us are really, because when I say I'm Apple products, I mean mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not religious into them. Right. I don't mm-hmm. check updates every day. I use them for work. I'm I'm a graphic design. I do social media. I do websites. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like I said, I I stream. I do my podcast. So. I use their products. I love their products that way. But right. I mean, I'm not hanging out wearing a black turtleneck, uh, <laughs> shit like that. So they they could be marketing this and we could just not be in the right place. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they have a niche market and they may just be mm-hmm. capitalizing on that. And yeah. instead of just the, the simple everyday, you know, iPhone user. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, my, because Ren, you just don't see any value in this. Yeah, I see literally not. Uh, Donnie, what what do you kind of, what? Um, like, like I said, I've got seven kids and I don't see much value in this. I mean, I know my kids go through games like uh, Chris Brown goes through girlfriends, but <laughs> uh, I mean, I I would not get it. Mm-hmm. Okay. The quality of stuff that I see, I, I have found for free. So why would I yeah. pay a subscription to have a whole bunch of games that my kids think are shit mm-hmm. versus just having them download one after another free stuff until they find something that will catch their attention for 30 mm-hmm. I I'm sitting at the I'm going to I'm going to be I'm going to be the counter point here or maybe the contrarian here. But I, I mean, I see value here. I see because I'm just looking at the game and I think it's just poorly marketed, really. And there are some games here that like this uh, Atone. Um, what is it called? Atone Heart of the Elder Tree. Um, I, I could see this, you know, being a good couch game for somebody or someone, you know, a couple to mm-hmm. play together. I'm seeing Overland. I could see this as a as a good um i take it on the on the go with me i play a little bit you know on the train or you know 
on the plane or whatever. And then when I get back home, I, you know, sit on the couch and I play it on my Apple uh, TV. Um, I'm seeing games here that I think are worth that are worth checking out and worth playing and probably mm-hmm. worth the the service. Um, and if they continue to, you know, because it, it's just like any other game service. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to not be games that hit you right. There are going to be games that are low quality. I mm-hmm. don't see a lot of games that to me just look like they're utter schlock that mm-hmm. look like they are just asset flips that Apple just, you know, pulled in from the app store. I don't think, and I, I, I disagree with the idea that maybe this is just going to be like an ex, you know, they're just going to be pulling shit from the app store. Cause it doesn't look like that. It looks like these are specifically curated and targeted maybe from the app store, but also, develop specifically for this platform so i think that there is value here and i don't and if the five dollars a month is correct and that you you get a free trial uh before you start paying that you know one month trial Mm -hmm. um i i think the value here is there's some good there's some good potential here Mm -hmm. but of course I, i can see that i i can respect that my it and so yeah, for me, it, I, I think that I, like I said, I think there's value here. I think there's potential here. Of course, it's going to be a different story um, when the service hits live and we can actually get our hands on these games and see how they work and operate mm-hmm. on different, you know, because I have a I have a MacBook Air that I um, am still borrowing from my stepdad. <laughs> um, they, my, my, my parents have an Apple TV. Um, I have... I have actually quite a few Apple products, um, surprisingly. Um, so I'll try it out on a couple different, you know, maybe I'll go visit my parents under the guise of, oh, I'm just here to visit. <laughs> and then I'm actually going to play on the Apple TV. Just to yeah, check we, we all know market. it's Mr. Turtle that got you sold on. <laughs> actually, it's the, the Atone Heart of the Elder Tree intrigues me. And then the Overland intrigues me. Those are the two sp- very specifically that, that kind of intrigue me. There's um, one game on there that I, I would honestly like to try because it does look like an indie game that I would play on PS4. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is scrolling through right now. It's to the left of Mr. Turtle. So I'm not quite seeing what it is. Uh, come on, go faster. I just love how it's right next to Mr. Turtle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, like, let's just also say this is a shitty way to set up a website apple yeah projection <laughs> first light it, oh it, yes it, it has like a, a side-scrolling platformer kind of look to it so it it looks like it'll have that kind of retro gaming feel with mm-hmm. updated graphics yes let's see here um 2D puzzle platformer developed by Australian indie developer Shadowplay Studios. Um, this one is actually already out. Uh, it's out on PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Oh, so you well, can actually maybe. play that right now. Yeah, I might have to go look it up on PS4 because it, if it's anything like Hue, because that's what that picture looks like, mm-hmm. Hue is an incredibly crafted game. Yeah. Uh, it's glorious. So if this is half of what that is, that would be where the value in this would be for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, I mean, that's the Apple Arcade. Do you guys have any other thoughts or opinions on this? I mean, I said, I think if it, the 599, that's a pretty good deal. 
What? Or I'm sorry, not five four ninety nine, five dollars a month. At first, I thought these were all like Apple exclusives. I just actually just looked up Overland, and it's supposed to be like released on Steam in fall mm-hmm. as well. And I don't know because yeah. like that was I I thought that was like the big selling point was like their Apple exclusives and their curated experiences. Well, I think some of it is it's not that um, like Apple exclusive, but it's Apple is curating this to be ported specifically for this service for mm-hmm. use on all Apple devices, yeah. not just a ported, right. you know, this isn't a port of just a, a basic game. port for just one mm-hmm. particular device. Yeah. I understand. Yeah, this is this is a specific mm-hmm. because um, the uh, what was that one we just talked about that? projection first light yeah yeah um i mean that's not on any app that's not on any ios device mm-hmm. it's not even it doesn't even say on on it that it's on uh that's available on apple devices it says pc playstation 4 xbox one and nintendo switch it's not on mac os it's on ios mm-hmm. it's not on android so i think that's i think that's another part of it um so yeah, I mean, any other thoughts or or opinions you guys want to share on this? That doesn't. No, I think I've been pretty vocal. Yeah, <laughs> I feel the same way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. All right. Well, if you guys don't mind, we'll go on ahead and uh, end this show right now, and we're gonna start with uh, Donnie. Uh, go on ahead and tell all the kind folks what you do, where they can find it, and all the uh, other things that you want to tell the folks about. I am a podcaster, uh, Twitch streamer, Instagrammer extraordinaire. Uh, <laughs> you pretty much just Google grab life by the controller and find me. I'll show up on Spotify, Instagram, uh, Twitch. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Uh, I, I just like games. I like talking about games. I mm-hmm. have enjoyed being on the show. Just, just chatting. I it's, what I love for it, or what I love for it. It's what I live for. It's my passion. <laughs> and uh, yeah, thanks for the opportunity to to share some of my opinions and, and all that yeah. stuff. Of course, dude. Thank you for being on. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Renditions. Yeah, that's What's me. coming up with you? Well, you see, tomorrow I'm going to be on vacation. And then the day after that, I'm going to continue being on vacation. And I'm going to be on vacation <laughs> until next week. So, but that being said, um, when I get back, I should be doing some more Borderlands stuff. We'll actually be really close for Borderlands 3 coming out. Um, you can find me at twitch.tv forward slash renditions with two Z's because I'm dumb and they can't spell my name. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that's me. <laughs> uh, coming up on my channel, I, I've been talking to some other uh, friends. We'll probably be playing Apex. Um, and uh, I'll, I'm kind of looking for more games to play. Um, just kind of felt like I'm in a rut and want to... Mm-hmm. Um, want to kind of branch out a little bit uh, outside of Insurgency Sandstorm and Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what's going on with my channel. Um, the podcast can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcast, TuneIn, uh, Swoot, and everywhere else podcasts are found. I'm not sure if we're on iHeart, but I'm not going to be too sad. If I think we might have submitted at one point, but I don't, <laughs> I don't think we uh, got onto it for whatever reason. Um, so yes, we are available on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, um, 
one second let me get these links going in the chat apple podcast everywhere else uh, if you guys enjoy what you heard please uh leave us a rating and review if you guys are on the uh podcast uh feed and that's how you get the show let us know uh, we always appreciate hearing from you guys if you guys want to connect with us uh further you can come to our individual twitch channels and you can also hit us up on twitter at mtn pod um i don't think there's anything else i need to mention ren can you think of anything no i can't think of anything off the top of my head all right well guys we appreciate you guys uh everyone coming in and listening and uh no- just another big thank you to Donnie for uh, coming in and talking on the podcast. Um, yeah, we'll talk to you guys next week. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Peace. Hey, before we let you go, I wanted to let you guys know about a new podcast I've been listening to. Check out Games My Mom Found. It's a retro gaming podcast where each week they give you a hilarious review of a retro game. Find it on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere podcasts are found.